the show. This is our inaugural uh, podcast. It's two Welsh boys and a Leeds boy who, well, we're nervous is at playing the game, but we absolutely love playing. So we just wanted to share our enthusiasm about it. Tonight I am joined by uh, Beard. Beard, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Beard. Uh, welcome to Tier 3 Podcast. Uh, as Jay has said, our very first ever recording. Um, I've I've been in the game for about two years now. I played Febber Dwarfs. I've picked up a Lizardmen team. And I'm about two and a half months into my year of the fling. So, yeah, it's fun. Um, as Jay has said, we're, we're relatively new. We enjoy the game for having a bit of a laugh. We don't take it too seriously. And we've just come to have a natter and tell you guys what we think. Feel free to tell us if what we're talking is an absolute crock, mind. Well, I'm on the show to tell you that anyway. But i got to say, you've you seen your two and a half months since you were the fling? I am indeed. Considering this is not... lockdown, um, that's, that's not hard, really. You know? I, I could be, I could be uh, into a year of flings when it's, when it's lockdown and nobody can play games. Oh, when you've got the facility to play online uh... and everybody else is online doing not a, right, not a right lot either, you can get a fair few games in in a day. Um, I through the start of the lockdown, I probably got in five, six games a day over a three-week period. Well, there you go. Man. Unfortunately, I couldn't melt down the imaginary dice, but you know, it's what it is. Mm. Well, how can people uh, find you online, Beard? Well, I'm I'm on Twitch. I've literally just got off the ground as Beard G89. You might see me following a few other big-name streamers on there that play a lot of Blood Bowl too. Um. I will be streaming a lot more going forwards, hopefully. I will be playing very badly as usual, so feel free to tell me on my streams how bad I am, what I can do to improve. As with the rest of Tier 3 guys, it's all fun. What about you, Jay? Where can people find you? I'm Jay. I've been playing for two years properly. I've played on and off a couple of years, but never really serious. I've kind of taken it a bit more serious in the last two years. I've well, I started off with Orcs, which progressed into Chaos, which progressed into I think every elf team. But I've kind of found a love of the game down in tier three with the halflings. I've done a year and a half of them, so it's it's been fun. It's uh, I gotta be honest, I've never realised how much fun it was. I signed up to the NAF last year to start going to tournaments. I think my first tournament was the Water Bowl where I got my first trophy as the Wooden Spoon. Don't knock it, it's still a trophy. Hey, as a fling, any trophy's better than none. That's what I told the guy who finished the place above me. I said, at least I walked away with a trophy. <laughs> Other than on the podcast, you can find me at the Noob with a Brush channel on YouTube where I talk well, mostly Warcry these days and Blood Bowl because I like to do the two and I also like to put up uh, Blood Bowl games where I play in my local club and if uh, you've got some free time and you don't mind watching amateurs play uh, Blood Bowl feel free to sub and uh, uh, check that out and if you've got any ideas people for future shows I will tell you we've got an email address that's tier3podcast at outlook.com we twitter as tier3podcast and we can find us on instagram as tier3podcast links will be down below if you are interested in sharing your ideas or if you've got questions for us or if you just want to tell beard that leads suck that's uh, the other way we're going to do it so before we get to sidetrack the main body of this show is we're going to look into the orc team and we're going to break it down into positionals we're going to look at what we like and dislike what skills we would take and we're going to do a mock team that we would run for a league and we'd tell you why we're doing that team but before we do that beard is it anything on kickstarter that you want to tell the viewers about yeah there's a few things i've seen um one i've chipped a fair wedge into um i'll come on to that last because i think that's the tastiest one i want to start with something that's a little bit of an offshoot to some of the tier three stuff we play me and jay both play flings i'm shorter and rounder than he is so i look more like a fling there's we have a saint patrick's angry leprechaun by cross lances and they are 3d printed leprechauns they're halflings they come they've got linemen they've got two blitzers two slayers treemen so they've got your positionals inverted commas gw positionals because obviously they don't want to infringe uh, they've got some very cartoony looking trees and the team yeah they are a bit on the cartoony side but i actually quite 
quite like them. They've got some great character. I have seen them. I was going to say that those trees are still better quality by the look of it than the GW one that they've they shown at the preview. They, well, they look more dangerous. As you could probably tell by the, the disdain of my voice, those GW tree men, I, I can't stand. It's just something about them. It's too cartoony for me. I know this is a fun game, but it's nothing dangerous talking about them. And even the angry leprechauns look more dangerous. But that's a, a conversation for another day. Well, I, I do like the angry leprechauns. Being a fling player and having come from Yorkshire and down to Wales, I've got a few ideas. I, I play a Impact Minis Scotlings team. And while I was spitballing, I came with an idea of Irish halflings before I'd seen these. And I rather comically would have called them Air Flingers. Don't know how you feel about that. I think it, it suits my playstyle with flings quite well. Because if anything, you can always throw a fling. That's the first one I've been looking at. There's, there's a Legend of the North team as well, which is a Norse team, which... GW don't really have a Norse team on the go at the minute, so anybody that produces a Norse team is filling a gap in the market there. They've got a few different things going on there. They've got all the positionals. I think they look great. The Yeti, admittedly, looks a little bit more like a gorilla than a Yeti to me, but I've seen a lot worse. I've seen a lot worse produced. Again, the casts look as good as, as GW, if not better. And that's that's the Goblin Guild when I was looking at. They've got some nice Ulfwerners on there. Again, throwers, berserkers, and they all really fit the team. What are your uh, what are your thoughts on that? What I like about them, they all come in eight team box as well so it's a nice little storage thing to keep, it, keep yeah. your team looking pristine I actually like the look of them I do even though you say it's kind of gorilla-ish I do like the look of the Yeti he is a very good player they have noted that it's the uh, no fantasy football team version 2 because they've updated the sculpts and everything but I, I'm more impressed with this Norse team there's a lot worse out there on the market than those Norse teams but the, the big Kickstarter that I know you've been looking at and I've been looking at especially since it started and I've uh, up to fair wedge on this is the Punga Miniatures. They've got three teams on the go at once through the same Kickstarter. They've got Vampire Buccaneers, which it's as it says on the tin, Vampire Pirates. They have a base set of 16 and then they've thrown loads of add-ons and freebies. They've in in terms of that, what they've got going as freebies alone. Bear in mind there's only a few days left, so it will have finished by the time we go live. They've got team markers, balls, re-rolls, got Undertaker, Vampire, Mage and a beast to go with, coach, coach assistants, plague doctors, as well as others coming. They've also got Kemri team, which they call their Sons of Anubis. Some of the poses on that do look a little static, but again, it, it fits a gap that Games Workshop haven't covered, and I'm surprised they haven't brought out a Kemri team since relaunching Blood Bowl. I, I think there's a huge gap there. And the last one is the Crypt Guardians, which it's undead. A couple of pirate themes going on with the boots and the hats and things like that, but again, they've got loads of freebies going on there as well. And again, I think these sculpts look really nice um i've had a chat with a few people about these and they cover gaps i've gone all in on the uh the vampire buccaneers team but these are shipped in february 2021 all things being well what about you jay well i too have gone in on the uh vampires because i think out of the three of them they're all amazing scalps but i the vampires have really drawn me in so i've gone for that and like you said there's a lot going for every single one of these teams i do disagree with it with the static on the with the Kemri team because i think with the the mummies because i guess that's the one that you were going to say is static is it it is yeah with them i think if they look very threatening and that that's what you want in a big player is a, he looks like he's going to be a big threat on the on the pitch so that's why i like about him but you can't beat the vampire team but like you said all the stretch goals have been hit so you're getting well over the asking price of putting the pledge down and i've even dabbled in a little bit of uh, the star players as well roll on uh february 2021 so i can get my hands on these uh, i agree i it's i can't wait to get my hands on them and i no doubt i will put a video on the channel you know on my channel about the quality of these we could talk about them at that time anyways kickstarter covered you've pushed your twitch channel i've pushed the youtube channel we've introduced ourselves how about we take a short break then we get into the meat and potatoes of the podcast which is going to go over the positional Hello everybody, welcome back to the show. As I said at the top of the show, it's three guys, two Welshmen and a guy from Leeds, but we only introduced myself and Beard. We've got a third member of the team, Griff, who is missing in action at the moment, but you can find him on Instagram under Big Tasty Blood Bowl. Head on over, show him some support and tell him Tier 3 sent you there. But I digress, as is going to happen a lot in this uh, podcast, we're going to get back on the show. So, what we're going to do now is we're going to uh, break down the positionals for the Orc team. 
So we're going to take it in turns, me and Beard. We're going to say what we like, what we dislike about the positions. We're going to say what, what skills we would give. But we're going to have a little caveat, which is we're going to try and stay away from block and dodge when applicable. Because when when you're looking at building your players, they are some of the like first skills that everyone goes to. So we wanted to think of what would be the second or third skill you would pick if you're lucky enough to upgrade our player. So I've rambled on enough. Beard, do you want to start us off? I will indeed. As Jay's just said, we play for fun. We're not metagamers by any any stretch at all. So some of the skills that we might put out there might be a bit different to what you're used to seeing, simply because we like to throw them on there and see what happens. If it works, it works. Doesn't, well, that might be a dead play. We play for fun. Exactly. So starting off with our lineman, every team has a basic lineman of some form. So lineman for the Orcs then. Uh, you can take up to 16 of these. Why you'd take a team of just 16 linemen, I'm not sure, but you can take 16 of them. Now they're 50,000 gold a piece movement five strength three edge three armor value nine now they start off with no skills whatsoever so they are a bit of a blank canvas now normal skills a single role you're talking a general skill the doubles that leaves you with your agility your strength and your passing now for me i like these because they are a blank canvas as i've just said you can pretty much go any direction you want as jay said we're gonna try and avoid the usual blodge combination where possible if it's something we feel is essential we'll throw it on but for now we're ignoring that so for me i like like yeah, the not terrible movement again strength three is pretty average agility three is as high as you're going to get for orcs so they can carry the ball if they need to um, armor value nine again they're on the high end armor wise for, for orcs me personally i i would chuck fend on these guys as, as a first skill up i like the idea of them being pushed back a little bit having that room after a tackle if you're not knocked down your opponent isn't going to follow up with that player they're going to leave you that bit of room if i'm going double skills i'm a big fan of guard i i would slap guard on every if possible because it's going to frustrate the hell out of people again if i'm feeling fruity i might even go frenzy on a lino what about you jay where do you stand with lineman well i gotta be honest i do like the orc lineman more than any other lineman they're the average lineman there's nothing extra special everyone has no skills but it's the high armor value so they're a little bit more rugged and the fact that orcs are in the starter set it's a good learning learning curve with them because they are more of a hitting team than the humans in the in the set so you do get to learn how to tackle with them but for the lineman for my single skills i too like fend because it stops people following up tackle i think is a good one because if you're coming up against a team like say elves who's got a few dodging players tackle can really upset the game really into their uh, re-rolls so it denies them any extra opportunities the other one i would pick is dauntless i think that could be useful but i wouldn't use that until like say fifth or fourth time if you're lucky enough to get it if they haven't died before then a double i like guard i like thick skull because it makes them even harder to get off the pitch but i always find jump up quite useful because they have got an average movement so anything you can do to mitigate uh, taking any movement away would be really useful because it gets them back into a position where they can help out the other, other members of the team i like them i probably think they're probably one of the best line in out of all the teams to be honest i i have to agree with you on that in, in terms of cost effectiveness and and like you say their base stats going back to what you said about being in the starter set straight out the starter set you've got four different positionals i know we're going off on a tangent you've got four different positionals there which i agree with you makes them a great starter team because you get apart from troll and the goblin which we'll come on to later you get a little bit of everything same with the humans yeah. team you get a little bit of everything to do a bit of passing a bit of tackling not so much dodging with the orcs but you do with the humans you get a little bit to see do i like this side of the game do i like that side of the game I think that's part of the reason why we did pick Orcs to start off with, because it's got a little bit of everything in there. But yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying there about the, the cost-effective 50,000 gold for what they do. I don't think there's many better linos out there than an Orc lineman. Well, I'm glad we're in agreement on that one. So let's move on to the next one, which I'm going to take the lead on, which is the throwers. You get two throwers, they're 70k, they are movement 5, strength 3, agility 3, armor value 8. They're not as durable as the lineman, but, you know, being an orc, they are able to take a hit. They come with two skills, which is pass and sure hand, same as every uh, thrower for the other teams. Their single skills is general and passing, and their double is agility and strength. They do have access to everything and i think with your single skills 
you're going to probably dip into the passing more than general. So, looking at skills now, I've decided I'm going to buff my throwing because I'm going to take accurate, so that's always helpful. If I'm out on my own and the line of scrimmage has been overtaken, I would, I'd like to take Hail Mary pass. That's a nice one to clear your lines, get everyone to reset, start afresh. But if you are down on your rerolls, leader is a good one. And then four doubles, sidestep to keep him where you want him and strong arm to help again with the passing. Be it. Have you got anything you would want to add to that? You've you've covered most of the bases there. I, I you mentioned about him being a ball carrier. I'm a big fan of kickoff return. Gets you three spaces closer to the ball from kickoff, which is never a bad thing. Straight from kickoff, get to that ball, get it where you want it. You mentioned about double skills. I'd have gone strong arm as well. As you can take two in the team, I'd be tempted to make one a thrower and one more of a catcher. So I've gone with catch and diving catch. If I was to take a double, just as, as let's say to take him as a catcher. If you can get one up the field and you got one coming back, if you take hell mary pass on your thrower, you've got you've got two. Two very, very useful players there. I didn't think of using a thrower as a as a catcher, but I think for me, because they are going to be the less durable member of your team, I'd like to keep them in the backfield. I think that's going to protect them a little bit more. I mean, I, I, I think I think that's completely fair. I mean, with with sure hands, you know, if you've got you've already got sure hands for picking up the ball. If you're throwing the ball up the field, catch and diving catch. I wouldn't say are bad skills to have. Like we say, we're, we're moving away from the usual blodge. So I, I thought make, if you're making one, you throw her, make one, you catch her. Might make him more of a target if you're kitting it out more specifically. Like we say, we're playing for fun. So. Yeah, yeah. It's like if I came up against a thrower that was up front, I think I, he would be target number one for myself. I'm only talking as devil's advocate here, talking about how I would play, because I would try and limit your game, and you were playing an orc team. Your pros are going to be throwing, catching, and you can run the ball, but I'm going to try and take out the passing game then. So you all you got to rely on is your running game. I know if you are going to run him, perhaps always run him with a buddy, so he's always got that plus one to his strength. Yeah, that's a, not a bad idea, Matt. I thought so. Do you want to you want to take the next one I will. I'll I'll move on to what I think is my uh, my favourite within the team, which is the Black Oak Blockers. I know they're not not your ideal player, but for me, I I do like the Black Oak Blockers. Y- you can take not four of these. They're eighty thousand, so they are a bit more expensive. The same cost as the next position will come on to. Now they're movement four, so they are the slowest moving of the orcs, but they're strength four. So aside from your troll, they are going to be your hardest hitters. Now they're agility two, so you're not really going to be wanting these guys to carry the ball unless the ball does scatter onto them and they amazingly managed to pick it up and then again their armor value nine so like your linemen they are pretty durable in terms of skills they don't come with any base so again they're a bit of a blank strength blank canvas uh normal skills are general and strength doubles or agility and passing with the black oak blockers i'm i'm a fan of running three if not four and i'd be running them around as a mob so i i know they're already strength four as a first couple of skills chuck guard or even stand firm on there being a higher strength average player is only what strength three so on a one-on-one block you're talking they're going to two dice uphill so if you've got guard and you've got a man stood next to it's going to be even more players your opponent has to commit to try and get two dice to put your hawk down again stand firm you put stand firm on there even if he does put you down you're staying there if he gets a push you're going nowhere you're you're a roadblock and it run two or three of them with stand firm and guard as a wall you can push your opponent where you want them out the way to give yourself a nice gap to get through if you're talking double skills i take sidestep because if you take that along with stand firm you can choose where you want him to go if you want him to go anywhere at all i'm I, as, as, a, as a halfling player I do this a lot more than I should I get a lot out of my GFIs and I fall over a lot so thinking like a fling I chuck sprint on there because I wanted that extra square of movement I know some people might not like having to roll three two ups because you'd be surprised how often three two ups can go wrong but I throw on that on there something different so you can keep up with your movement five linemen your movement five throwers yeah, he's relying on GFIs but he's got that extra square if he needs it what about you Jay what, what, you, what are you doing with your black oak blockers well really I'd be throwing them in the bin because I'm <laughs> I I don't like them. I find, yeah, they're high strength, but they're very slow. I think in a game where it's all about your movement and positioning, you, you can keep away from these guys pretty simple. They're overclassed by the next positional that uh, we got, and they're slow to upgrade because you're gonna, your opponent going to keep away from them. So you will try and keep chasing the tackle to try and take them off. And like you said, there's agility too, so you're not going to want them to be a ball handler. They're not going to be uh, doing anything other than hitting. So if 
if your opponent is playing keep away, where's all these points going to come from? They're too slow. But if I had to take them, mm-hmm. I'd take guard, like you said. Uh, mighty blow, because if you are in a position to hit someone, you want to make sure that you take them down. But if, for some instance, you decided to blitz with them, juggernaut, because that's a good one. If you're blitzing, taking out some of the bonuses that other people will have, like fend for instance and stand firm it's gonna it's gonna negate that but I wouldn't take them don't know where I would go with them it's, I, they're just too slow and they're 80k so that's a big chunk of change you're gonna put down and and that's that's completely fair and that's why we're here to discuss what we would do and what we wouldn't do clearly Jay doesn't like black oaks at all let me know what you think send in a message am I am I right is Jay right are we both wrong what would you do oh, I am wrong I'm probably gonna be wrong and there's probably someone listening to this that's gonna knock off uh, the podcast thinking this guy I haven't got a clue why should I listen but I just I just I can't bring myself to use them I think if I ever got to use the model I would use it as a stand-in for the next position but then this is the argument isn't it it's a case of do you take more dice as in two dice in your favour or do you do what Jay does and do you manipulate those dice in terms of taking out the results you don't want that's I'm going down one route Jay prefers to go down another route so I prefer not to use my re-rolls as much they come in when it's important play so if I'm going to be using a player I want to make sure that I'm negating much of the disadvantage of that dice is rolling at that time going on to that now if I'm really putting down the black oak blocker it's about time I tell you why and that's because of the next position which is the blitzer and the blitzer you can get four of them so they're the same as a black oak they're the same price 80k but the movement six strength three agility three armor value nine so they're the same armor value they got plus one on the agility two two movement ahead without having to go for go for it so you know they can cover a lot of ground and they're able to attempt to pick up the ball and with that we got the block skill as standard which is a good dice manipulation because as we all know when that ball down appears you don't want you don't want to be there without any skills you don't and you certainly don't want to use your rerolls because you want to use that on the big play single skills they have access to general and strength and they doubles it's agility and pass in fairness I don't think you'll be looking at the path tree as often as everything else before I pass back over to beard i'm gonna tell you what skills i would take and it's kind of roughly the same as what i would have done before then because stops people following up on our player don't listen juggernaut because that's again you're putting things in your favor with that skill and even if you're going to go up against troll don't this could give you the advantage that way and then for doubles i want to give sprint so you're making the faster player faster sure feet to try and negate any problems that come that way and i this is where i would put cat because i would make that sturdy player a catcher because if you've got block to start with and then you add fend and juggernaut dauntless on top of that he's pretty hard to get down and then i know there's other skills you could put on top of that but you want if this guy's gonna hold the ball you want to make him as meaty as possible and he's not gonna get slowed so slow that other players can catch up beard what do you think about that i agree with that i i, I like the blitzers like i said i'd rather take a black rock me if I'm going with a blitzer, I, I think your your analogy is in your spot on. I I'm, again, if I've got to take them. I'm taking them as a pack. I'm taking guard as my first skill. Mighty blow to go along with your block. Try and get those SPP as early as you can in there. Again, juggernaut's not a bad one as a single skill to take because again, it's going it's, it's manipulating those dice. I've got to go with a double. They're agility three, so they can carry the ball if they need to. I'd be tempted possibly to take pass just so that you've got another option for getting the ball out of dodge if you need to. Again, this is maybe some somewhere where I'd put leader on there to get that extra re-roll out of. I know you've placed it elsewhere. I, I, I put it maybe on a blitzer. If you're taking four of them, one, it, one isn't as much of a target as the other as running four. So I, I, I think you, you've nailed it spot on though, mind. I think, you, I think you're, uh, you've beaten me to the better skills, sir. Huh? Well, thank you very much, but it's uh, just how I play the game, which is, I don't know whether it's because i played Flings, you know, since they've been released, but I just, to me, you want to mitigate any of the negatives, so because I because I played um, Flings, I like I like the sure feet added on to Brent, because you can get those re-rolls on your GFIs, considering you've got three of them, and then it's like your Fen, which is a skill that I never, I never thought of until I played, and then I'm thinking, well, yeah, well, once somebody's tackled me, they want to follow up, so they, if they want to keep committing to that player, they've got to like give up another they got to give up two turns to be able to tackle them because they're going to be able to move up or they got to give up a blitz but I know perhaps I'm looking at the game wrong perhaps I, yeah, that's very amateur which certainly is probably and I'm not ashamed of it I, I that's the way I like to play so before I dig myself a even bigger hole but do you want to take the next one 
I will. I'll take the uh, shovel off you, and I'll move on to talking about trolls. Not the kind you find on the internet. Probably the people that might slam me for some of these. Uh, so trolls, you can take zero to one hundred thousand gold. So they are your most expensive player. Again, movement four, so they're amongst your slowest players. Strength five, so they're gonna do some heavy hitting when they hit. Agility one, and again, armor value nine. So they've got high armor value. They're not gonna be dodging very often, and they shouldn't really be carrying the ball very often. Now they do come with a range of skills already. Um, I'll start off with what I think are the uh, the better skills which mighty blow for a start off always helps when uh, putting players down and getting your own SPP in there regeneration so if it is taken down you've got a chance of him coming back without having to drop another 100,000 gold on another troll throw teammate being a fling player I, I like seeing halflings fly if I've got a goblin with a ball or if you've got the ball in a cage a goblin might be flying your way the downsides on the skills start off really stupid as we know every big man within the team has a skill similar to this be it really stupid be it wild animal rooted they're all very very similar skills with slight tweaks you've got always hungry so if you are picking up that goblin there's a chance you might end up eating him and losing a player you might be uh, eating 40,000 gold and then sacking the 100,000 gold off uh, and loner so if you do decide to reroll something it might not go so well so that's where I think they're not quite as good as some of the other bigger big men players normal skills you've got access to strength and then double skills they've got access to general agility and passive now what I've done with my troll if I'm leveling him up as I said I like to throw at players so I'm thinking strong arm the addition to the passing the chances are your opponent might spot that coming and put a player next to him so plus one two you throw will help negate that might sound a bit odd break tackle if you do really have to dodge out that troll and he fails his dodge you can try again but you use his strength instead so strength five paired to agility one if you need to he's getting out of there double skills we said we were avoiding block and dodge they were my first thoughts i'd be tempted to put sidestep i know it sounds a bit, a bit out there if he's going to move anywhere you at least get to pick where he's going so if for any reason you've blitzed your troll and he happens to be a square or two away from the sidelines and your opponent's trying to surf him it might not be something that you find yourself in very often or if he's tried to cause trouble and he's got surrounded you can always use sidestep to squeeze through or if he gets pushed push other players away just to create that separation what about you jay what are you doing with your trolls well to be honest but i was a bit confused about the uh, sidestep that's a bit out there that one is but well like we said when, when, when we're not meta gaming these jay we're playing for fun and seeing what happens yeah but the thing is like you said you give, give an example if he's on the sideline it's like if he's on the side he's in deep he's well out of position oh he is and that oh, anyway well like i said my, my first two would have been block and dodge but i've 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 avoided those and i've gone for something a bit more out there yeah that's your that's your choices and you're well within your right to uh choose them i'm going to tell you my skills now so with trolls my thought is i probably because you're not seeing the full benefit of the rules you know like your teammate unless you want to give up 40 points for a goblin which i will go over next it's you know, you're not going to get the full flavour of them. So for 110,000, I think I'd rather pay for, I'd rather get a few linemen in there. But if I was to take him, I would take guard. If he's going to be in the pile, he's got to be helpful. And stand firm. Because stand firm, like you said, is if somebody is going to try and tackle him to get him out of position, stand firm is going to keep him in a monkey. Tackle would be a double that I would take because then if anybody is close by him, he's mitigating their dodge rolls if they have it. So he's going to be a problem for L players if they think they can just get away from him like they would any other player but i think he is probably one of the rare targets that i would uh, put a pro on because you get that re-roll a turn that you can play and mitigate rather than giving up you know a team re-roll perhaps you can do that instead so you're saving your team re-rolls like you could see a pattern with me really can't you it's like i don't want to be using my team re-rolls unless i want to so i think pro would be a good one on him but like we've said before people are going to write in and they'll have their own opinions and that's what we want to hear we want to hear how people were equip their player so perhaps you didn't think of it and perhaps i'm thinking of it and it's not going to work and they will let us know so i got sidetracked again then because I, i'm you know appealing to everybody's good nature so let's get on to the last position now which is a goblin so what do we know about the goblins they are 40k you could take four of them so they got movement six strength two agility three armor value seven they have dodge right stuff and stunty so we all know stunty is the plus dodge doesn't matter how many people are around them right stuff it means they able to be thrown by the troll but if you put them in that position like we said they could get eaten and it's been a lot of times I, I, my opponent has used a troll on a goblin team or on an orc team and as soon as that player has been picked up it's been done the gutter gone for good so he is you know he is as much a con as he is a as he is a pro and in terms of skills they got access to agility and their doubles are general strength and passing they are the weakest player on the team they are beneficial if you manage to get them to hold the ball and you've got a troll he hasn't got any players around him and you can attempt the sum of the pitch 
but uh, use that combination that's 150,000 gold which you could be using somewhere else so if I was to take a goblin jump up so you can keep his uh, you can keep his movement leap is a good one if you want to have a mess around game sure feet sprint sidestep all can make it fun and then if you're going to keep him in the back he could be like an assistant for your thrower so you could put, give him Hail Mary pass he could be a dirty player he could have strip ball wrestle you know he's a, he's a little bit more of a varied bag depending on how you want to use him beard have you got anything to add to that you beat me to my first three skills. Uh, I agree with what you're saying. It is a big investment if your main game plan with orcs is to throw a goblin. If that's in how you intend to play your orcs, you might want to consider not playing orcs and playing a different team because that's not game plan A, about game plan E. Jump up, sidestep, and show feet were going to be my first three. I will be completely honest about that, so you've beaten me to those. Sneaky gear I would possibly take. If you're going to be fouling with anybody on your team and they're going to get sent off, 40,000, it's the least you're going to lose. Again, if you're fouling, I'd make sure that's the last thing you do in mind for my doubles again going something completely off the wall i've gone dump off so if they are carrying the ball by any chance and they're about to get tackled they can get rid of that ball as quickly as they can going along the theme of uh, fouling i'd be taking dirty player if it's any way you're going to put it on your team of orcs and you've got one if you're going to risk getting sent off you don't want to be sending off an eighty thousand gold blitzer or your hundred thousand troll you want to be sending off forty thousand goblin that's that's what i'd be looking at yeah, like I said, it's not game plan A, but we all know that a throw teammate in the right position could be a game changer. It, it could get the win, it could get the draw. You know, it's it's an opportunity, you know. It is, and it's also a cage opener. You know, if you're aiming yeah. at the centre of a cage, you know, and five out of those nine squares are occupied, you've got a relatively decent chance of hitting something, provided, like you say, that goblin don't go straight down the esophagus. Yeah, being a halfling player, same as me, you know that nine times out of ten, when you were throwing our player for as much as you've moved him forward he's taking three three steps back half the time oh yes he could be landing just outside the uh, outside the cage but there's always the option he could land in the middle like we've said but the other thing we've said is a, a game of fun isn't it so you, you take it as seriously as you want if you want a bit of fun you want to you could throw in a goblin and a troll if you want to be a, you know a little bit more serious perhaps you would leave them out get your one re-roll and a few extra players because it's always good to have some but yeah there's a nice variety in the orc team and it's a few teams like that that's got a wide variety of positionals and I like the fact that they're not hunkered down to just your bog standard you've got like you said you've got the choice you can either have your slow your slow brutes in the black orc blockers you've got your fast players in the blitzers which I feel are the best players on the team and then you've got the variety of your throwing game with your throwers you've got your linemen which are like your blank canvas which you can you can scale them however you want it's one of those teams that a player who's been playing for a long time I'm not saying I'm not saying us because we are amateurs if someone's been playing since you know first edition they know to tool these players up they know where they want the players to be and they, they can make that into a fine-tuned weapon I can completely agree with that it's, it's a cracking team so let's take a quick break when we come back we are going to attempt to make a mock league team and we are going to say why Welcome back from that break. As Jay covered, we're now going to run through a mock team for new starters coming straight into a league. Caveats being 1 million gold to build a team with. So in terms of what you can and can't get, you have access to rerolls at 60,000 gold pieces a time, and you have access to an apothecary as well. So what I've done with my team, Jay may go along different lines, as you've heard from skills. We do think differently. So I've, I like a bit of fun with my team. I've gone with Troll. I've gone with two Blitzers. I've gone with three Black Orcs. I've gone with four Linemen, and I've gone with two Throwers. I've then picked up two rerolls, and that has left me with 30,000 gold pieces left over. Go towards inducements, so Bloodweiser eggs or babes, depending on if you're playing online, or towards any star players, depending on where your opponent is. Obviously, if it's the first game of the league, I can't imagine you have many inducements. Playing against tier three team, there may well be a lower team value. You might be giving away inducements. My thinking with my team, with me going with the three Black Orcs and the Troll, that is my pack for going out and taking players down with the higher strength, throwing more dice into my block so I can choose the results i've got the two throwers there as we said as we alluded to earlier i'm building one throw the ball building one to catch ball chances are i might end up having a thrower just behind my forward line moving catch ball and i've got one coming back from kickoff to pick up the ball obviously liming your bread and butter I, I did debate throwing a goblin in there the halfling chef in me was coming very very close to throwing a goblin on there on my notes he was the first player on the team and i thought nah i can do more with that what about you jay where have you gone with your team 
Well, I'll go over my team in a minute, but I just got a quick question to ask you, and that is the fact that you've got a troll in your team. Yep. So I'm going to ask you now, this is complete devil's advocate where I'm just throwing it in a scenario, which I hoping you're going to answer and you're just not going to throw like a fish is with the when it comes to big guys on the team now do you think the average player has sussed out that you can stay away from your big guys rendering them useless because they are quite slow because like we've said is your troll is a movement four mummies are a movement three if we look at undead ogres are about a five which is you know average but if you can get away from them and you know, move about the pitch. You, you, they are left in a really awkward position where do you move them first and risk activating the loner part or do they become stupid or do you, would you go, oh, I'll leave that to the end and perhaps not be in the right position towards the end? How would you uh, approach her? Me, first off, I'm taking the troll because I think it's a cool-ass model and I'm going to enjoy painting it because I'm all about fun. In terms of how I'm playing it, there's arguments for both. I mean, I'm throwing it in there early on at the start of a league. That's a big guy you can have on the front line. Whether I use him first or not, probably not. I'm probably going to do most of my other actions before I activate that troll because... If he don't do what I want him to do and he goes really stupid and loses his tackle zones, I'm scratching my head then and thinking, do I really, really want to be doing that as a first option and then wasting a reroll on loner, which might not even happen? I think it's a great distraction on the pitch because of that higher strength, you're putting it straight on the line of scrimmage, whether you're receiving a ball or whether you're kicking a ball, that's a higher strength. Your opponent, on average, has a strength three player. Obviously, we know there's higher and lower, but on average, most players are a strength three. So even to get a one dice block against him you've got three players to commit i'm not taking into account skills such as dauntless and, and dice manipulation and so on i think it's a good starting plate piece i think a lot more seasoned players than you or i will completely argue for not taking a troll and that hundred thousand is probably better spent but as we said i'm I, i'm playing for fun I think it's a great piece. Again, if, I, if I'm if i running a line of scrimmage of three Black Orcs, two Blitzers, we block, got that troll in the middle of that lot, that's a, that's a high-strength front line for your opponent to try and have to deal with. You know, I, I, right. I, I, can, I, can, I can see arguments for both. I, I, I think, yes, it is a bit of a trap, considering, you know, you, as you quite rightly said earlier, your bread and butter is going to be your linemen, throwers, Blitzers, your Black Orc blockers, your Goblins and your Trolls are going to be your more specialised players on the team, and they're going to require not necessarily more experience to run just a little bit more thinking about what you're going to do because like you say that loner the always hungry the really stupid that's a few drawback skills there that you've got to sit and think if i do that first it's going to go wrong what where how far up creek is that going to leave me without a paddle which is why i'm probably going to do everything else first i might even just use him to tie up two or three players just run him at two or three players and just stand him there and make people dodge away from him. Like you said, if you're putting tackle on him as a first skill earlier, when we went through skills, people have to dodge away from him. There's pros and cons. What about you? Where, where do you stand with that with the troll? What, what's your thoughts on that? I really, I think the Orc team is a great attacking team without him. I think if I was playing more defensive, I might take a troll. But I think the Orc team is on top when, they, when they're charging forward. Whether they got the ball or not, as long as they, they got forward momentum, they're doing everything right. And I know people are going to say, well, you could say that about every team. But Orcs are an aggressive team. Like, I would say humans are more of a sit-back. The other play opens up. They're like a defensive. You can see it back a bit and like when we go over like the different teams you can see like some are more open to run-ins probably some are better where they clump up and then you you open up the throwing game but i think orcs are a runner smash in the face run through you so before i go any further my team i decided to take two rerolls and apothecary and then my players are seven linemen four blitzers because i'd rather have the higher movement than the higher strength and i just dislike black oak blockers because even though they got the highest strength that block skill does put more more dice in their favor and then round that off i got two throwers i'm probably more hunting in packs with mine i might double the blitzers up on the wing or i might chuck a blitzer in the middle with two linemen guarding then that would be my line of scrimmage or i might put one one on the wing with a, a lineman add a few more in the middle like i said i'm more about making sure the dice are in my favor rather than the amount of dice so that's why i've gone with a fast a faster team that has probably called more inbuilt skills 
in its favour than, say, something with a troll, which as soon as you take away a goblin, you you got a player that's got mostly negatives. Because like, to be able to get access to Mighty Blow, you've got to be able to make an action. So you've got to use a blitz or you've got to use a tackle. But to get that, you've got to, you, you've got to pass your, you know, really stupid roll. And say you don't pass that, you've got to try and use a team re-roll and then you might not get half a loner. So, you, you know, there's a, it's an uphill struggle with a, with a troll in my eyes. Perhaps I'm wrong. Perhaps I am looking at it too too bland and I'm not thinking of, you know, the different aspects that they can that they provide because they can tie up more than uh, one player at the time and not be negatively effective because I've got 10k bay, I threw in an assistant coach to be able to get some good on the uh, kickoff chart. Have you got anything to say about that? I think we've got a nice, nice, nice difference in teams there. I'd love to know what other people think of those. I'd love to, I'd love to know what people think of your uh, your troll debate as well. That's a, uh, it's a good argument. Is that what, what would you do about the troll conundrum? I can see more use for goblins than I can trolls within the orc team because, as you say, yeah. more more positives in the favour of the goblins than there is the troll. But then yeah. I dare say that there's coaches out there that have played very, very successfully with a troll. Tell us what you'd do. Tell us what you would do to improve that troll in terms of what skills you would take. How you would play that troll. What would you support it with on the pitch? Would you be doing its actions first and then worry about it afterwards? Or would you leave it until last action? Would you, as Jay said, put pro on there? Would you Would you run it as a, as a distraction? Would you not bother with it at all? What would you do? Yeah, I think that covers everything that we wanted to talk about on this team now. We've gone over positionals. We've done our team. And yeah, we've had a nice little discussion about both the pros and cons of this team. What do you think about their standings? Do you think that they're a good starting team? Or do you think that they're a very misunderstood team? What's your your opinion on them, bud? I, I think they're a great starting team. And as you said earlier, experienced coaches will have a different way of viewing them. I think there's there's enough positionals there to get your head around doing different things. You've got a ready-made ball carrier. You've got a you've got a stunty player in there. You've got a player that does have negatives in there. You've got a couple of blank canvases. You've got the blitzers that have got that that block that have built-in dice manipulation. So as a starting team, you get enough in there to learn what things do, what you shouldn't do, what can go wrong, and what you want to try and change or improve to get around that. You've got a nice mix, fast, slow, you've got a nice mix of high armor low armor again high low agility so it is a real mixed bag as a team i don't think i i certainly don't think they're one as a new player you should shy away from i think there's certainly other teams out there as a new player you might struggle a lot more with getting your head around how they work some of the more intricate rules i think i think they're a very very fun team i think they're one of the staples of blood bowl they've been in the starter sets a couple of times now they've got some lovely models there's some lovely third party models out there i i I think they're standing to of tier i think it's absolutely spot on i think there's teams that come with i don't want to say better starting skills but there's certainly teams that come with skills that each player already has a defined role you don't have a couple of blank canvases already in there so their skill routes are more defined from the start than, than some of the orc players what about you jay what, what what are your thoughts as a starting team and, and and where you go with them and their standings to me i well i always refer back to my uh my gaming group and i've had people tell me that humans are the best starting team out of our bar because of how robust they are but I feel the Orcs are probably the ones that have got the better standing out of our box they are you know a high armour they, they are quite quick movement six isn't anything to sniff at they can carry the ball they can pass the ball yeah I think I think they're an amazing team and, I, and you know that they're going to be uh, you know amazing when a very skilled player has got their hands on them as well it's just magic when you see it happen when it all comes together when Nuffle is on your side that team can outshine any I I think but that not just for me to not for me to say we have got an email address which is the tier 3 podcast at outlook.com if you want to give your opinion and you could tell us where we are wrong and if you want to say if we're doing something right you can tell us why we're doing it right and you can see where we are you can also tell us what you would like to see in future episodes what teams would you like to cover next or topics do you want to discuss we've also got a twitter which is a tier 3 podcast and on there when you see when we put the post up to say that you know the first episode is live when you see that i want two two hashtags which is hashtag team j or hashtag team beard and then if you like it either one and we'll say say who wins on the next recording then so i can 
either rub it in Beard's face that uh, I, I was right and I had the majority of the crowd or he can rub it in my face. Let your voices be heard, everybody. And I think we're going to wrap up the show now. So after this break, we will just go into saying goodbye. Right then, guys, this is the end of the show. I hope you all have uh, stuck with us. And I want to thank you on behalf of me and Beard for being with us. I hope the nerves hadn't shone through too much because this is our first uh, show together. It's my first podcast and it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot, lot of fun going over, you know, each other's opinions and seeing our mindset and the skills. I hope you all have enjoyed it. Don't forget, we are on Twitter and Instagram. Search Tier 3 Podcast. If you've got any opinions you would like to share, you can contact us on there. And also, we got an email account. That's tier3podcast at outlook.com. All the, all the links will be underneath in the description. You can tell us what, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. Please subscribe if you enjoyed the content. Because we hope that you will stick with us and, you know, interact with the conversation. If you want to see more of me, I am over at the Noob with the Brush channel. Search that on uh, YouTube. And Beard, where can they find you on uh, Twitch? They can find me on Twitch at BeardG89. I'll be on there spouting my usual diatribe and attempting to play badly when I can. Are you on Twitter or Instagram? I'm not on Twitter, and I uh, I usually leave control of the Insta What's It to, to Jay, but I'll be on there every now and again, uh, posting things that I find cool going on in the Blood Bowl world. You may even see my and Jay's mugs on there when we can get a game in after lockdown. You'll actually have faces to put to the voices. You can guess who's who. Yeah, it's the gorgeous one is me. The one that looks like a toilet brush is beard. I'm not saying there's any bias in that one, but uh, it's, it's just what I've heard. You're just jealous of my luscious <laughs> locks, Jay. Just remember that. Beard, you're the same as me. The only luscious locks you've got is on your chin, not on the top of your head. <laughs> and I've forgotten already that I am on Twitter and Instagram as well. So if you search Noob with a Brush, you should be able to find my hobby Twitter account and my hobby Instagram where you will see things Blood Bowl related and you will also see Warcry related. Any other thing that might uh, tickle our fancies. With all that being said and done, before we go, Beard, I've got a game I want to play with it. Are you alright with this? I am, but last time you said that you left me with scarring that my psychiatrist has only just got rid of, so fire away. Right, the game is called Florida Man. Do you know what this game is? I can't say I do, but I... uh... If Florida men are involved, I dare say this is going to be something that's, uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm going to give you 10 stories. These are news article headlines. And you've got to tell me if they're true or false. Because uh, I don't know whether you know, but Florida man is this just amazing headline title where you just hear the most absurd things being done. So you've got to see if I'm bullshitting or if I'm telling the truth. So, are you ready? Ready when you are. True or false? Florida man suspected of using private plane to draw giant penises on his radar. I'm going to say that's true. That is true. I've seen it done on running apps. I've seen it done on cycling apps. I, I'm pretty sure I heard of this one where he was waiting in land and was told he had to wait a while. So he just drew penises on the radar until he got exactly. ground control's attention. Attempt number two. Florida man charged with assault with a deadly weapon after throwing alligator through Wendy's drive through window. That sounds like it shouldn't be true, but it's Florida and it's Americans. Hmm. I want to say true, but... They say everything's bigger in America. Can you get an alligator through a drive through window? Mm, I'm going to go false on that one because the logistics of getting an alligator through a drive through window. Sadly, man, it's true. Was, was he complaining he didn't bring his food snappy enough? Were, were they scaling back how quickly they brought his food? Dad jokes aside, but it's again atrocious, right? <laughs> So, let's, let's try this one then. Florida man gets tired of what, of waiting at hospital, deals ambulance, drives home. Nah, that one can't be true. Surely not. That is true. That's true. I'm one for, one for two at the minute. This ain't good. Florida men, how stupid can you be? I think they're like a town of, you know, just final bosses. 
I see your Florida Man article and I raise you my Florida Man article. No, I think I think it's done like when it was the Area 51 and they were saying like, oh, you don't want to be running over the over the lines otherwise you're going to get shot by the army. Yeah. Florida Man turned up, you know, it was in, in the small they would have just laid down their guns and just let him walk past. But uh, no, he, he is, the Florida Man is the final boss. <laughs> right, should we go on to number four? Fire away. Let me try another one. Florida Man apparently painting anti-Trump messages on Tampa Bay crabs. Nah, I, I, I want to say I want to say men from Florida vote Trump, so I'm I'm gonna go false again. You're right on that one. So you're two for four because actually he done anti-Hillary on the uh, crabs. What what do these people smoke down in Florida that makes them do these things? Well, I would say meth, but I don't think it's just meth. Well, right. Do, shall we go on to the next one? Ready when you are. Florida man who tried to run to to Bermuda in inflatable bubble rescued by Coast Guard again. Oh, the again part. That's that's saying that he's done it once already, if not more. It's got to be true. That is true, yeah. <sighs> Bermuda's nowhere near Florida. What are these people doing? You've got to make the attempt. You've got to make the attempt. I can think of quicker, easier ways to get to Bermuda than a giant inflatable ball. If you say lingers, I'm going to throw a fit. <laughs> Here's another one. Number six. Florida man leaves job at McDonald's, steals all the nuggets because fuck it. He's got to be going with a fuck it nugget. I, I'm going with that. That's, that's got to be true. Because he left Burger King. <laughs> oh, technicalities. Technicalities. That's uh, what you get. Number seven. Florida man claims on playground equipment to tell children where babies come from. I want to say that one's true. It is true, yes. There must be a different kind of, different breed of people from Florida. They are, they are indeed. There you go. Florida man mi- uh, manages to misspell disabled access on warning sign at twice. Again, it's the twice. I want to say he's done that. I want to say that's true. False, because he misspelled school. He spelled oh. S-C-O-H-O-L, side by side. If you want to see funny things like that, have a look at what some of us Brits have managed to do when painting places in the road. It's it's amazing. I will be not perfect. I'll probably do that in the next game. Number nine, Florida man dabs tourists despite having no arms. How many Florida men do you know with no arms? This is where I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to get a listener emailing now saying they have several friends with no arms in Florida now. I want to go true. I'm not disputing the fact that there's people without no arms. It's just, did he stab someone? If it's someone from Florida, I dare say they found a way. Are you saying true? I'm saying true. And you are right. Just, just how? Held a knife in his mouth. Well, I suppose it's one way. Unless you're doing some form of Chuck Norris Kung Fu and holding it between your toes. I think if you could do Chuck Norris Kung Fu, you wouldn't need a knife. You just show him your amazing beard. <laughs> Right, here we go. Number 10, before we say goodbye to the listeners. Florida man ripped urinal from restaurant bathroom, ran away naked into woods. That sounds very much like the last night out you had, Jay. Never mind the Florida man. <laughs> I'm going to go with that one being true as well. That is true. You've gone through that now. I was half tempted to give you like 10 actual Florida man stories just to see what you would do. Because like no way would all of them would be true. Isn't it? Out of 10, you add 6 out of 10. That's not bad. Considering not bad. this is your first encounter with the Florida man story. 6 out of 10 ain't bad at all. That's a solid performance, but... It is. I, 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 I feel like I could have done with a couple of re-rolls there and possibly an Apo on one of those. But I think we just about got over the line with a 2-1 victory out of that. Very good. Now that the games are over, I have got to go away and edit this. So do you want to say goodbye? I will say goodbye for now until next time. And I will say goodbye for now and I will see you in the next episode. Goodbye all. <laughs> <laughs>